Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 13, our second guest experience. Our very second guests here at River Cities Retreat were from Airbnb. Our first guests were from VRBO. Our second guests were from Airbnb. So you have to remember when you're getting started, everything's new, how you communicate on the platforms. It's different on each. Some are easier, some are clunky. Airbnb seems much easier to communicate with guests. Now, I do not have instant booking because I really want to ask questions. In the beginning, I was so fearful from reading all of the forums that I I was afraid (laughs) of just letting anyone come and rent the house. So I do require that you uh, send me a message if you're interested in booking and I ask why they're coming to the area, Uh, Have they rented before? Have they read the house rules? Uh, House rules is another thing we'll get into at some point. Have they read the house rules? Do they understand about the property and so forth? Now, I also ask and require that you be 25 to rent the property. That's one of my requirements. And that might be 25. Maybe Maybe it was set at 25. And, you know, I don't want 18-year-olds in here, parties. That's I've just heard that before. So when we're first starting out, this is what we're doing. We're real leery, we're excited, but yet we're scared all at the same time. So our second guest contacts me through the Messenger uh, message platform on Airbnb. And she says that her family is getting together for a vacation This seems like the perfect location. They're interested in going fishing and spending time together. That they hadn't all been together in a very long time and they were excited. In her her reservation, it stated that they had, I believe it was four adults and then one, actually it, it was all adults. But I have a rental agreement that I send out and I divide out age groups under 18. I want to know if there's a three-year-old or a seven-year-old staying here because that changes what the things that I put out and things I have available for kids for that age group because I like to put things out that are specific for age groups. I also like to know the age group if I need extra things for them. So I divide those out like every three years I have check boxes. I don't ask for names for children, but anyone 18 and over, I require their full name on my rental agreement. And then I wanna know you check the box on the age group. So when she returned the agreement, it looked like there were four adults and then one that was a teenager, maybe 16 or so, which okay. But in the beginning, I kind of had this little, uh, this little feeling that wasn't, there was something not quite right. But I thought, well, it's just my nerves because this is our second guest and 
I'm not really sure, you know, everything is so new. So I ignored that. And I always say to trust your gut, trust that little uh, that doesn't sound right. Now, everything I asked for, she did, she communicated well, but I just had a feeling that she was very young, like probably under the age requirement for renting the house. With Airbnb, a lot of times it's really difficult to know these things because you don't see their ID, you don't see how old they are. Even though I require you to be 25, Airbnb doesn't check that, so I have no idea. But I just had a feeling that she was not quite at the right age. Then I considered a language barrier. Maybe there's a language barrier between would be between me and her parents or whoever it is that she's coming with. I I thought maybe that was the issue. That's why she's communicating. And she kind of stated that it was her parents, her grandmother and so forth, uh, getting together and, and what have you. So as we go along, I still have that little bit of a feeling I, I just keep going with the reservation because I really don't have anything to substantiate it. But I'm just watching. They arrive. They arrive in uh, a small car. All five of them get out of this tiny little car. And every one of them are carrying box after box after box. They kept going to the car, bringing in boxes, bringing in all kinds of stuff that I couldn't imagine they could all fit in that car, (laughs) all the stuff they brought in. And they looked like they were moving in. I mean, literally moving in. Box after box after box. I thought perhaps they had gone shopping, grocery shopping, which a lot of people do before they arrive. And what we, I did notice is I said, okay, there is a language barrier. Uh, And I felt like that the all the older adults probably didn't speak English or they didn't speak it well and she was young she possibly was in high school possibly she was over 18 maybe in college and she was the one that spoke English and she was the communicator between the group so that's made me feel better because I felt like that's probably what it was and okay we're good And they just kept bringing stuff after stuff after stuff. Now, this is where we discovered the issue about the step. It was the grandmother who obviously, you know, struggled a little bit walking. And she's the one that had a hard time getting up that first step that was low to the next step that was high and had grabbed onto the wrought iron railing pole to help herself up. So that was the second (laughs) initiation of this group was, oh no, (laughs) grandma's going to fall. This is not a good situation. So we were kind of managing that, uh, what we were going to do and thinking, okay, well, there's the number that they said they were going to be. There's no more. Uh, It's exactly, you know, pretty much what she said it was going to be. So we're good. And we did communicate a little bit during their stay. I wasn't sure, so if they didn't speak English, would they understand uh, the house guidelines and different things? So I was, you know, very cordial in communicating, making sure they were settled. If they needed anything, please don't hesitate to let me know. 
and we noticed uh, lots of oil. They were bringing jugs of oil into the house, like cooking oil. And my first thought was, oh no. And then I remembered the fishing, how she said about fishing. And I thought, oh, if they fry fish in that house, we will never, uh, it'll be weeks before we get the smell out of there. So I put the two and two together and I uh, had messaged her because she had asked about fishing locations, saltwater fishing locations. I messaged her back with some things that I found out, places they could go, and then I made the comment that if they wanted to fry fish, you know, for meals and enjoyment, that we had a we have a real big propane grill out back that has a separate burner. Uh, we just filled the tank, so they were good to go with fuel. If they would like to do their fish frying outside. And then uh, I gave them a location where they could put the oil because putting it down the sink here would be devastating. We're on a septic. That would be very bad. I do have a sign that says not to do that, but I was just kind of following through with the whole plan. If you'd like to fry fish, have a fish fry, doing it on the grill would probably be the best. Uh, there's a frying pan inside you can use and then please dispose of your oil in this location and you know what that's what they did it was beautiful it worked out great they did a lot of cooking a lot of cooking they pretty much stayed here all week long they just left a few times and I just had this feeling where I was happy and again this is where I knew this is the business for me I felt so happy because she had said a couple times, uh, she had checked in during the week about some little something. And she just said, we are just enjoying ourselves so much. Uh, we had saved for this to be together. And it made me so happy that these, it looked like three generations, again, could be together in one house, enjoy their time together, swim, cook, uh, just really enjoy being together. And I was so happy. I was so happy that we had a place to provide this, to make memories for this family. I was just thrilled to death. And I told my husband, I said, that's what, how I know this is for me because I don't care that they're frying fish in the backyard. I, I don't care. I'm just so happy that they could be here and be together because it seemed like such an important thing. Now, my husband, of course, he's, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, they realize, well, you know, what if they do this and this and this? I said, you know what? We have, we'll have no idea until <laughs> the end of the week. I'm not even going to worry about it. And we'll just deal with it at the end of the week, whatever we have to clean and so forth and so on. So, but this is a great lesson for us. We've learned about the step that we need to do something about that. We need to think about uh, the outdoor cooking, how we can express to do that and you know frying and that kind of stuff uh seafood and all of that out at the grill and make that more accessible so those were two things that we learned right off the bat with that so at the end of the week they pack up and our so our cameras click on when people go out the sidewalk because it's really to catch cars at our driveway we're not you know checking people's faces and so forth it's really checking the cars at the driveway so it'll click on when you walk out and get on the sidewalk and you know it'll catch the back of you walking to the car 
And of course it was going off and going off and going off. And my husband says, well, I'm just going to turn this, you know, notification off because they had so much going in. They're obviously going to have so much coming out. This could be going on all day long. (laughs) So they were checked out at the proper time, maybe a little bit before she messages me and says, thank you so much. We've, we've checked out. Uh, Let me know about the security deposit. So we do charge a security deposit. I'll talk about that in another episode. We go over there. We're excited and nervous to see how the place looks and what have you. And we go inside. Well, actually, I take that back. Before we come over, my husband looks at the camera and he says, Holly, you need to come here. Before you go over there, I need you to come here and look at this. So he puts on, and it only records very brief, like 15 seconds. When it catches you, it just records like 15 It's not very long at all. And he says, okay, I just need you to sit down and, you know, just look at this and calm yourself before you go over there because we're going to have to decide what to do. I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? What could possibly be going on in the front yard? So he turns on the recording and it shows the teenage boy walking out with the television in his hand. So he's walking out down the sidewalk and he puts a television that looks just like the television in our bedroom and putting it in the trunk of the car. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, how could they steal a TV? Really, in broad daylight, they're just walking out the front door with our TV. I can't believe this. And he says, well, you you think that's our TV? I said, well, isn't it bizarre? We didn't see them come in with a TV. I mean, they had all kind of boxes, but there wasn't a box big enough for a TV, you know? And so I was like, okay, all right, well, we, we better get over there because, well, should we, you know, what should we do? Like, okay, just calm down. Let's go over there. And remember, we're just three minutes away. So we go over there, we open the door, and we're just sure there's just like all kind of stuff's gone. Our bedding, oh, they were walking out with bedding. There was another video. He says, you got to see this, like wads of uh, like bed spreads and just, you know, their arms are full and they're putting all this in the car. And my husband says, okay, you just need to calm down. I'm like, but wait a minute, they've stolen the TV and now they're going out with all the bedding. We're not going to have anything left. And this is our only our second guest. What on earth are we going to do? All right, let's go. So we get in the car, we come over here, open the front door and I head for the bedrooms. I go in the queen room, all the bedding's there. The bedspread's there, the sheets are there. It's not a mess, it looks good. I'm like, okay, well it wasn't from this room. I go to the king room and that's where the TV is, but the TV's there. The TV's not missing, it's right there. The bedding's there, the blankets are there, the pillows are there, the sheets are there. Okay, so I go to the twin room, nothing missing from there. All the bedding's there, the bedspreads are there, the sheets are there, the pillows are there. Nothing's missing. So we go in the other rooms. Not one thing is missing from the house. Not a sheet, not a pillow, not a bedspread, not a blanket. They're all here. They have done everything that we asked on our checkout, which is not very much, by the way. We'll get into that in another episode. Not very much. But it was, it wasn't messy, but it was lived in. Does that make sense? 
they literally stayed here for I think it was six or seven nights and they didn't leave very much so they were here they lived in the house and they did a lot of cooking <laughs> a lot of uh, Hispanic cooking so there was a lot of rice on the floor which our floor in the kitchen it looks like barn wood on the floor it's gray but it kind of looks like barn wood and it's very easy to think there's a stain but it's not really a stain it's just the tile it's tile and so the floor is very deceiving and so if you swept the floor you could miss a lot of a lot of things but there was rice everywhere not messy just rice you know granules of rice everywhere and they they left some food they left food in the refrigerator and our rule is to please throw out your food but in their mind they were probably thinking okay we can't take this with us we can leave it for them which was very nice and there were some uh, unopened things that we saved, but everything else we, we threw away. They left some things on the counter. I think they, you know, they couldn't take it with them wherever they were going, so they left it. And that was fine. I didn't mind cleaning that up. And as we go through and we're cleaning, there were, you know, a few things. It was obvious she was a young teenager. We had lots of crafts. It's like maybe she sat at the table with her grandma and her mom and they did crafts. There was little tiny pieces of sequins and little craft things all in the crevices everywhere <laughs> that took me days to get rid of. Now again, it wasn't messy. It was just there. Then out on the pool patio, there was nail polish on the floor. Now it wasn't a ton of nail polish. It was just little where you could tell she was probably painting her toes or something and got it on there. And I was like, eh, but it, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, I thought that I got it up and actually recently I found another little spot. It wasn't like there was dropped or uh, poured nail polish. It was just a little spot here and there 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 wasn't anything major they really it you felt like they tried their best you know what i mean they tried their best i think they probably had never rented a house before you could tell they were appreciative of having a place to stay that they enjoyed their time here they used the rooms they enjoyed it and we went back and forth about the television situation and what we really figured out was that that teenager did a lot of gaming and so we think they packed their own television because he wasn't sure <laughs> we were you know if he could hook up his gaming system to the televisions were here he definitely wasn't going to be without his gaming system for that week and that's what we discovered we don't have televisions in all the bedrooms just the master i think that he was sharing that twin room with his sister and he wanted to be able to be in the room and do the gaming. So it was their television they brought. But when they arrived, we couldn't see any of those things. All the bedding, the TV, everything was packed in boxes. But when they left, you know how it is when you leave someplace, you just grab it all up and go. All we saw was him carrying out the television, which made my heart drop, and then carrying large things of bedding, which made me feel like, Oh my goodness, all my hard work has gone out the window. It's driving off in that car to who knows where they're going with it all. And we're going to have to start all over. I knew this wasn't the thing to do. <laughs> but in the end, it worked out. So there was precautionary measures I had in place right from the beginning, just really for nerve reasons. 
was I do ask for a rental agreement and I do ask for a security deposit upfront. I feel like that has helped weed out some people who would have been less than ideal guests. You aren't always gonna have perfect guests. There's no one in particular, there's no one that's perfect. There's no one that's gonna love your home just like you do. But most people in general are going to take care of and are going to be appreciative of what you have to offer. And that's exactly what happened with our second guests. I had that feeling in the beginning that this wasn't quite what I thought it was. And in the end, that's true, it wasn't. It really was the language barrier. The daughter was the spokesperson for the family because they really they either didn't speak English or didn't speak English well. That was the case here. There were three adults in the age range of my contract and then the two youngers. They took care of the property. She communicated well. She asked questions. Uh, they asked, you know, she would communicate it if they could do something that they weren't sure they could do. We allowed them to do the fish fry. We sort of dodged the bullet of them frying inside the house, which we hadn't considered, and we had an option for them. And that's exactly what they did. It, all in all, it was a great experience, but we laugh hysterically now. We call it the guest that walked out with the television. I still have that video. We always delete all the videos that are done here after our guests leave, but that one I can't get rid of because it was so hysterical. Our very second guests, and they're walking out with the TV. It's like the classic horror story that you hear <laughs> on different things in forums. But in the end, it wasn't true. They brought their own television, which is hysterical. So that was our second guest experience. Our second guests were from Airbnb. In the beginning, it was a little questionable, but it all worked out in the end. So go with your gut. If you have questions, ask your guests questions. And if they're on the up and up, they're going to answer and they're going to hopefully be truthful. Hopefully you're going to have great guests all the way through. So for our second guest experience, we had a big laugh, a little bit of nervous tension and scariness that all ended up being fine in the end. And again, I had that feeling while this family was here that I was just so happy. I was happy they had a place to be together. She did message later after I returned her security deposit and said how thankful she was because they enjoyed their time. They had been saving money and they hadn't all been together in a very long time and they treasured their time here together. That made everything for me. Now, she didn't leave a review. And I think she didn't really understand. I think I did ask her to leave a review. And she didn't, because maybe she she didn't understand how to do that or you know how she could explain everything. And at first I was like, oh, they didn't leave a review. But that's okay, because the experience for us was still positive. We learned some things about guests and we had a good laugh about it and it was a good experience for everyone. It's okay, you know in the beginning you want those reviews. We didn't get that for that guest, but that was okay because all in all, it was a positive experience. So that is our guest number two experience for you. A little bit of scariness, a little bit of nervousness, laughter, and in the end, it was all positive. 
Join me next time as we talk about cleaning your short-term rental. That's a big topic right there. But until then, as always, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.